Hey everybody, this is Joel LaViolette. And we're kept at LaViolette with Rattletree in the Rattletree School of Marimba. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to the, the Feedback, Feedback Podcast. Podcast. All right, we're live. What's going on? We are we're live. Welcome to Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back, and it's an honor to be here live at Empire to celebrate the release of Musaic, the new album, full-length album by none other than Hard Hidden Reed, Invisibles. The man's been grinding, got great music, great, the funkiest white man I know. That's how, that's how I call him. That's what's up. He's been on the show a couple of times before, so you can go back and check out the archives. But today we want to celebrate his new album. We've got a bunch of people performing, a lot of guests. Uh, coming up later, we have Interrobang, Trouble in the Streets. Of course, we'll talk to Henry's dad, Henry's girlfriend. But first and foremost, we've got a returning champ, Mr. Chicken George. How you doing? How's it going, man? Mr. Jastronica himself. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks, nice man. Nice to be part of the show as well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so, for those who don't know, we have, people who haven't heard the, the podcast that you did with me a while back. Right, right. Um, what's your background and what is Jastronica? Just reintroduce that to people. Uh, my background, I mean, I've been, I don't know, I, I'll just, I've been DJing for a really long time, but um, I'd say when I moved to Austin, that's yeah. when everything just kind of exploded. Yeah. That was in 2003, so. Man, 2003 already? Yeah, yeah, so like 13 years ago, man. Fuck. But, um, so, you know, over the years, um, in terms of, like, my style and the, the type of music that I like. Right. I mean, I like a lot of different kinds of music. It just kind of depends on what, what hat I'm wearing at the time, right? Right, right, right. Um, a lot of it's stuff that people might not necessarily know. You know what I mean? Sure. And then there's a mix of stuff that you do know, so. Uh, people would always ask me, well, what kind of music do you play? And so It's the toughest question to answer is, as a DJ. So, so I just decided that I would just kind of put it all under one umbrella, just call it Jastronica. And basically, to me, that, that means it's just mixing different styles of music, right. you know, um, whatever format it is, whatever style, whatever genre, sure. into just like one listenable, you know, type. I mean, I, I remember when I, um, we met years ago, of course, and, you know, one thing we connected on was the hip-hop. Yeah, Because you're from Houston. Right. And, you know, Houston hip-hop is huge, and we kind of, like, we're all connected on the, you know, the, the, the 90s hip-hop. The, right, the, the, right. You know, the old school. Right. I mean, you were working for um, uh, record labels. You worked oh, with yeah. Death Row, all kinds of hip-hop. Yeah. yeah, totally. So my question is, how did the funk come about in your life it's always been there you know really? it's always been a foundation of of the music that 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 i listened to that i grew up with i mean you know my parents are from the west indies from trinidad so that's true you know i mean music is a big part of the culture so uh -huh. it's just it's always been it's always been there so in terms of the funk though um any notable artists bands that you're like oh my god i just can't besides james brown <laughs> oh man, that's a tough question. I know man. it is. I know there's it so is. Many. But so huh? many. I mean, there's so many. I mean, and, and you and you, you know, you integrate that as part of your jazztronica and and everything you play. How did you meet Henry? Um, actually, how did I meet Henry? Um, just you know, uh, from one artist to another. I saw him play a few times. You know, I know he's he was out in San Antonio doing his thing. And yeah, that's we true. We crossed paths a few times, and then um, I think 
couple years ago, we had a release party, and we asked them, Austin Boogie Crew. That's another. Oh, like, the, yes, 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 yes. Part of. Shout out to, to ABC. Um, and we asked them to come and, and just, you know, be a part of the set. The one of uh, Vinyl? Was it? Yeah, it was at Vinyl. Yes, yeah. I was yes, yeah, yeah. I was there for that. So, I mean, you know, that's when we, I think we really, really, like, connected. And then for New Year's Eve, I was on the bill for his uh, his show over at Swan Dive. Uh-huh. So, I mean, you know, we we definitely, you know, in terms of style and sound, we complement each other. So I think that that was, like, the first thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he's just a really awesome, awesome dude. Man. I mean, so, Henry is one of the most talented guys I know. And talented as well. Man, and I just think that, you know, one thing about Austin that I really like, and I, I know it's the theme that's been coming up a lot on the on the podcast, is that if you're into music, if you live music and love music, like you're bound to meet all the the talented people. Oh yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, you, you you're gonna meet, uh, you know, Bavu. You're gonna meet Nick Knack. You're gonna meet Manny. You meet you. That's how I met so you. So many, so many. Yeah, so many. and 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 I think, is that. Is that proper to Austin, you think? Or is that something that you've seen in other cities? I other think cities? just in general, you know, uh, mm-hmm. music is that universal language that we all speak. So, you know, I mean, if someone's into music, eventually at some point you're going you're gonna to cross paths, it, yeah. either directly or indirectly through somebody else that you know. So, uh, you know, I think, I think it was only a matter of time that we would, we would get together, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, looking forward to it, man. Really looking forward to Absolutely. it. You got anything else coming up? Get close to the mic. Oh Anything yeah, else coming uh, up you got. I mean, I got five things going on at one time, but Go ahead. actually, um, my other group, Third Root. Yes. Yeah, we just finished uh, an album with Adrian Casada. He produced it, and uh, Third Root is myself, Marco Cervantes, and Charles Easily. Y'all went to school together, right? Marco and I. Yeah, we yeah. grew up together. Like, yeah, I've known him since I don't know, like sixth, seventh grade, man. Oh so wow, a long time. And we were, we were mm-hmm. in a hip hop group in high school and. You know, and then it just, we never stopped doing it, you know. So yeah. that actually comes out on October the 11th. And uh-huh. um, we just dropped a single. It was uh, this Posse Cut. I, I heard that. Yeah. With uh, Rise Against the Storm, Dashe, Babu. Babu, yes. And Bocab. Yeah, I mean, the video is, is, is dope. And I like the behind the scenes, too. Appreciate so it, man. Definitely be on the lookout for that, man. Third Road doing big things. That's what's up. Nah, man, this is uh, this is incredible. This is yeah, incredible. I'm 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 really happy to, to to be a part of this and yeah, just support this brother, man, because he's he's definitely unique. He's one of a kind. Man, I, I remember seeing him for the first time. I think it was Eddie actually introduced me to him. Ah, yeah, because uh, I know they Funk. were doing the shows at uh, Lambert's. Yes, it was the it was the Lambert yeah. show before Riders Against the Storm. Yeah. I think it was opening for Riders yeah. Against the Storm at Lambert's, and I saw him and Eddie was like, "Dude, you got to see this guy." Shout out to Chorizo, by the way. No doubt. And he was like, you got to check out this guy. And I saw him, and I couldn't stop. I was like, this is the funkiest thing I've heard live. Absolutely. And it's one person. It is, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, <laughs> who, who are the Invisibles? I want to know where the Invisibles at, because he makes it sound like it's the whole orchestra and the whole right. band, and yet it's just one dude just looping music, playing every instrument, like all 27 of those. And, right. and I, was, I was blown away, and I'm like, man, I... I hope, and actually, I, know, I don't hope. I know someday he'll be like headlining ACL, playing oh, yeah, at. Man. So, it's, yeah, it's I mean, it's only, only a matter, matter of time. time. Yeah, exactly. Only a matter of time. Exactly, exactly. Well, cool, cool. Anything else you want to plug? 
Y'all coming up? Uh, uh, Chicken George on Facebook, Twitter, yeah, all that good it's, stuff. Uh, I'm easy to find. Just DJ Chicken George. There's not 25 of him. <laughs> that, that, trust me. <laughs> There's not 25 of Chicken Georges around here. So thank you so much for doing this, thank man. Thank you, bro. And looking forward to your set. And uh, all the best to you. Absolutely. Same to you. Good deal. Thank Thanks. you. So we're going to keep moving here. We've got Trouble in the Streets coming up next. And uh, again, we're here live at Empire celebrating the release of Musaic from uh, Henry the Invisible. You can get it on iTunes already, uh, on Spotify. Uh, if you just, there's a single that's out already called Whoa. So make sure you go check that out. Just go to iTunes, look up Henry the Invisible. There's not 25 of him. And so up next, we got Trouble is in the Streets. Oh, I like that. Oh, thank you. Make yourself comfortable, man. Doing well, doing well. Thank you for being good, here. Good. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. Thanks. Thank you, thank you. My name is Beck. So we got Andy, Andy, that's right. Bobby, mm-hmm. yep. and Nebula. Yes. Nebula, that's right, that's right. So Trouble is in the Streets. So what's your um, musical background? Like, I know, so you're the bass. I'm the bass. You're the drummer. Mm-hmm. You play keys. So did y'all grow up with a lot of music around the house? So what was that like for y'all? Into the mic, man. I, uh, <laughs> I, grew up, I grew up playing piano from a pretty young age. Uh, uh-huh. Switched to bass like in my teens, and uh, yeah, just I've been playing in bands since I was like 17 years old. So oh wow! It's been, it's been. Did, were you uh, were you trained or are you just taking? I did, yeah, I did, I did a little of both. Um, I, I definitely did piano lessons early on. Took a few bass lessons, but kind of self-taught slash with a little bit of. Uh, training going on. Nice. What about you? Yeah, I started out with piano lessons, um, and I've, I've been playing piano since I was seven, but my teacher never taught me theory, so I never really got the composing aspect of playing music. So a lot of it was, you know, especially after I got out of piano lessons, listening by ear, uh-huh. and trying to create based off of, you know, musical influences that I grew up with. And uh, I am uh, culturally Nigerian, and so I grew up with a lot of world influence, a lot of Fela Kuti and, like, Nigerian. Ah, uh, yes. You know, and so that's kind of where that stems from. What about you, Bobby? Um, yeah, I I started performing at a pretty young age. Uh, my Man, what's up with all these? What what was I doing at that age? I was probably outside just playing with sticks, yeah. and y'all were already playing piano and guitar. And damn, I play the sticks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah drums Red and all that. Were all that. So, yeah. Go ahead. but um, yeah, my 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 parents were really supportive of me uh, pursuing music at a really really young age. Uh-huh. Uh So I did a lot of theater stuff, musical theater. Uh, and then it kind of coincided with uh, heavy metal and drums at the same time. Oh, so who were you listening to back then? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, Tool, uh, early Metallica, oh. you know, old school Deftones. Yeah. And uh, so then I ended up uh, going to... Yeah, <laughs> Meshuggah. Uh, but Great. then I ended up going to school for music. Uh, I did opera for a really long time. And you sing opera? I I, I, I you have a mic in front of you, Bobby. Oh, man. Oh, you have a mic in front of you. You have yeah, a camera right, right here. <laughs> People are watching online, yeah, right. so... But, um, yeah, so then I got out of school, and I, and I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to write my own music, and, uh, and then I got hooked up with these guys. So. How, how'd y'all meet? We were all friends previously. Like high school or met at a coffee uh, shop at H-E-B, or what yeah. was it? Some people meet at H-E-B. It's yeah. true. It's true. A Craigslist for me and Bobby, actually. Yeah. I moved go to back. Austin about six years ago uh-huh. and just looking for bands, and uh, his old band was looking for a bassist. Mm-hmm. We did that band for a little while. 
that ended up breaking up. But we've been in, I think this is the third band that me and Bobby have yeah, been in. Yeah, I think in. so. Yeah. And then Nettie was a mutual friend, and she had some music that she wanted to show us, and we really loved it. So we kind of put something together. Were yeah. you writing early on already? Yeah, once I got out of uh, high school, I started doing a lot more singer-songwriter uh, stuff only because that's all I knew at the time, and uh, I'd never really played with other musicians. Before oh, okay. Then, so I didn't know how to. But create. was that something? I mean, I don't know how what the process is. I can pull out a paper and a pad yeah. and a pen and then start writing. Yeah. But is there like some kind of some techniques or some um, I don't know a process of really like writing songs? Yeah, uh, for me, it, most of it was lyrical. I would mm -hmm. come up with prose first, and then I would you know, sing or hum a tune or, a, you know, a melody along with those lyrics. And it's just kind of, you know, you write it down, you refine it and you share it. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the process that started a lot of it. And then, you know, a, a, later on, we started to create on, you know, together. And so when we go to rehearsal or we have rehearsal, it just kind of starts with one person mm -hmm. playing something and someone will tag along and then it just kind of creates this this, you know, yeah, a lot of it is like kind of improv. To the mic, man. Oh, <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it's You're like, a bassist. Yeah, sorry, no, she knows how to hold the mic. I'm mad at you. I don't know about any of this stuff. Yeah. Um, no, a lot of it's just kind of an improv that kind of takes form. It's like you get together and you start jamming, and then someone's like, I like that, let's, let's work on that. Yeah. And then people are like, well, this works with that and that kind of thing. And right. then you know, you kind of piece it together. So you just there. riff, like, all right, today is freestyle day or oh, impro day, and then you just like start, that, yeah. you start coming up with a with a melody, or maybe you already have some words yeah, written down. Yeah, sometimes we come with ideas. Sometimes it's organic, yeah. and yeah. it just happens, you know, on accident. And that, I definitely think like that's the ideal way mm -hmm. right. to, to to collaborate. I yeah. feel like at first, when you're really getting to know everyone, uh, sometimes people have to kind of be, you know present something pretty straightforward at the mm -hmm. beginning, and everyone kind of gets into it but something they worked on on yeah their own something time, that they've worked you know? on on their own yeah, time yeah, yeah. but now i feel like we we just know each other so well right. that well, that's where we want to be let's know? go back how was your first gig together first. Awesome. Yeah. Really? <laughs> i was waiting for like a disaster story yeah, like I the mean, crowd they know the fuck we were we definitely didn't um, have all the songs that we have now no. you know it definitely has built over the yeah, last two we've years gotten tighter and all that right. but i mean there's video and i i was pretty proud of I, yeah there's still a video show. floating around from our first show there were yeah. definitely a few little technical errors i've been i'm doing a lot more stuff with like synthesizers and ableton like um right. electronic stuff mixed in and I think we tried to do it at that first show and forgot some That's cables so and stuff like that. And we're like, okay, let's just go. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I want that story. The nightmares. So, the I nightmares mean, on stage. I mean, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a trial and error kind of thing. I think every show we try to get a little better. But uh, Sure. But for sure. Like I said, me and Robert have been in a bunch of bands together. So I think this band kind of picked up speed pretty quickly because of that. Right. So how long have you been playing together? Two years, two, two years, two about years, two years? Our group two years, yeah. Two years. And how was what was the Austin scene like at the time? Like, because one thing, I, one thing I really appreciate about Austin. Let me just uh, backtrack a little bit. Um, is that there's a lot of bands that that perform here that are from here that it's hard to, when you ask them. So what does it sound like? And they go, I I I I, I don't know. You just have to listen. <laughs> Yeah. Just take it as for what it is. Right. See what I mean? So it doesn't fit yeah. a box. Right. You know, so. Exactly. Uh, so what, when you came out on the scene here, what was it like? How did people react? 
and um, you know, how did you feel about the whole process? Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. I, I think it was a breath of fresh air, honestly. Um, I also went to school here. I went to UT, and I was involved in the UT radio station, KBRX. Oh, nice, yeah. And um, I think there was a lull in the scene of local music for a good two or three years, and then the hip-hop scene started to really develop uh, right about when we uh, started to start playing out, and I think it was well-received. Uh, you know, everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people did compare us to Rage Against the Machine. There's a lot Rage of, Against the Machine? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, heavy... Yeah, but it's hip-hop influence, uh, but it's it's not your typical Austin hip-hop. It's not, you know, just... Uh, Wait, so you put yourself in a hip-hop bucket? Yeah, most definitely. Really? Most definitely. I don't know. I didn't... Depends it, uh, it depends on the song. It depends on the song. It very much depends on the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, Pyramid... Pyramids that would be more of the R&B stuff. Yes. That we do, sure. yeah. And then, uh, I forgot the name of the other one. Here and... Here to there. Here to there. there. Yeah. What's the one where you speak French, Sean? That's CFD. CFD, yeah. Yes. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I like that. So, uh, wait, hold on. So how do you... <laughs> I like those song names. I like, I like, I like, I'm always curious about how artists come up with song names. Mm -hmm. A lot you of get, times it's just topic of conversation really? at the time. We just, man, we with like, what we're doing. We like to Andy, bullshit with eat the mic. We like to bullshit <laughs> with each other a lot, you know? Oh my God. And I think we just kind of sit around and practice and we say goofy ass shit. And when someone's got something that's just great, we're like, that's the name of the next song, you right. know? Yeah. Like, I think that happens a lot with Oh, so you come songs. up with a name before the song? Sometimes. Sometimes, Sometimes yeah. Sometimes. Or there's a working title yeah, that's not serious. Oh. And then we'll just go. Let's just call it yeah. that, you know. Sometimes, like, we got a song that doesn't have a name yet, and then someone says something crazy, and we're like, there it is. That's right. the name. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that works. <laughs> I mean, I, every, when I ask bands about that, they always go, well, we started smoking, and then we started <laughs> drinking, and we were fucked up, and then, the, you know, we, we came up. Somebody said something stupid, like, yeah, yeah dude, that's it, that's yeah, it. I love it, I love happens. it, yeah. It definitely happens. So, Trouble in the Streets, Trouble what was the streets? story behind that? That name? Uh, that actually came off of one of my dad's Nigeria funk albums. There's, oh, uh, see, I like that kind of story. Yeah. It's better than we got drunk and, <laughs> drunk and high and then yeah. Bobby said something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh, one of the songs off of uh, one of the sides. And there were these two women singing a cappella, and that was one of the lyrics. You know, they get out, fight, trouble in the streets, da da da, da na na na. And so I was like, man, that sounds awesome. Nice. And it just kind of so, worked. Well, do you have names before that, or that was the first one? Man. What, the band name? Yeah, band name. Sirens. We that tried, was the yeah, working Sirens? title. Sirens? Yeah, was the that was before band. we were in the band. But right, yeah. that was, it was when I was, like, just creating. I didn't know exactly who was going to be in the band or anything like that, or we didn't have, I didn't have any other. <clears throat> so how did you meet Henry? That's a great question. Utopia Bad. Fest? Utopia yeah, Fest a couple Utopia years ago? I think Utopia, Utopia Fest? Fest a few yeah, yeah, it was. This past, this year? No, no like maybe like four years ago. Four years ago? Four years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've, we've known Henry a, a second for around. sure. And then my old band, uh, me and uh, Bobby's old band, Transcontinental Trip. Uh, Wait, what's the name of that one? Transcontinental Trip. Yeah, TCT. Yeah, TCT nice. for short. Um, we played with him a bunch of times since then, right. since meeting him. And, you know, he's just always been a great guy, so we always love doing uh, a good show with him. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it again, the the funkiest white guy I know. <laughs> really, seriously. Yes, look. Definitely. He's got some soul. No, oh, he does. Yeah. He does. Oh, yeah. He does. Yeah. He, he came on the podcast a couple of times to tell oh, the yeah. story how he um, he started, picked up the sax, and then yeah. the guitar, and then the piano, and then the other 27 instruments he can play. And uh, it's, it's incredible. It's really incredible. It's really incredible. So 
what's uh, what's next for you guys? The the EP is out. Uh, Get, getting there, yeah. Not yet. Not yet. I saw one on, on your uh, the band camp, the one with. Oh, that, that, yeah. We have a we have a live. Um, the live from the parish. Live from yeah, the parish. Yeah, live from the parish. Uh, we're working on like a a studio EP right now, uh-huh. and it's um, it's being mixed and mastered in the process. That should be. A, I think we're releasing a single in October. Okay. And uh, releasing the whole thing in December. We're going to yeah. be having a big party over at um, the North Door in December. Nice. Yeah. December 9th. December we'll be at 9th. The North yes. Door. Where are you guys performing? Pretty much all over the city at this point? Or do you have a place that you're like, okay, this is our spot and we'd like to play there? Well, we definitely call Empire our second home. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, we yeah. love playing Empire. Shout out to Empire, the whole staff, yeah. Steven yeah. Sternshine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a great spot. We'll be back uh, here uh, October 7th for uh, right. Ditch the Fest no, uh, by Raw Paw. Uh, for what? Cheer Ups. Oh, that's cheer, is that Cheer Up this year? It's so all right. It's all right. It's a great one, though. Yeah, we no, love Cheer Ups. We love uh, the Parish is always great. Yeah, we're um, playing Utopia Fest at the end of this month. Yeah. So, do, do you... Um, so, at this point, people really, like, recognize the Trouble in the Street sound. Do you feel like that's the case at this point? I, I mean, like two years so. in, yeah, like, you got, your, like so. you got your fans, you got your base, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. It's yeah. hard to build, for sure. Have you guys played uh, outside of the city? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. you're yeah, going yeah, on tour? Yeah. You're going on tour? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Where'd you go? We went we to uh, Arkansas. We did Fayetteville, Conway, and then we went to Colorado. Wow. Oklahoma. By yourself? Yeah, just, just the three just of us. Yeah. Three. Wow. You, you booked it and everything? You did the whole? everything. Three of y'all in a car? Yep. We did all right. We did all right. Did, did, did some magic happen on the way there, like a song came up or you started like maybe humming something and then he started doing the drums with his mouth? <laughs> it's happened before. A lot of that, we, yeah. Yeah, where we yeah, create definitely. on the road. Yeah. Definitely. A lot of creativity on the road. With, uh, with other musicians. Or just kind of, you know, uh, experiences that just like make you feel like you're on the right path in life. Kind of, they, It re-energizes yeah. you as a musician, I think, to be on the road and like where every day is about being a musician uh-huh. like when you're when you're at home and you're only doing a show every like twice a month or something like that it's cool to be like night after night shows and just, yeah. just i think you kind of lock in as a group a lot more yeah. did you like strategically pick those cities and why is that arkansas and we we had connections there. Okay. You know, I I think that's kind of a big thing we've learned with touring is you know you kind of like well we want to go here but then you kind of take a step back and go okay well who do we know who do we know is going to treat us good and you know give us a really good show. Yeah. So we're going back on tour in November for uh, a 12 to 14 show uh, tour and going all the way up to Chicago, Ohio, Man. and everything, so. I want to be a fly on that, on, on that <laughs> call ride. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. It's fun. It's you try fun. to put them together so it's not huge amounts of driving in yeah. between. Uh-huh. But, you know, sometimes you get your 10-hour days, and that's right. that, that's always wears on you. But that's when oh, you just yeah. take a nap. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, li- life on a road can be really exhausting. Uh-huh. You know, no matter what you do, whether yeah. you're a comic or a band, yeah. you know, and then matter. you're happy when you come home, but you come back and you're like, holy crap, I just spent two weeks with, like, other musicians uh-huh. and got to, you know, perform and share my art with other people who yep. might not know who the hell we are, but now they do. Yeah. Exactly. What was the reception like over there? Did it know you already, or was it just... Uh, some great. did, some didn't. Yeah, a yeah. couple people knew us because we have friends, and they tried to help get their friends out, but... Right. um 
for the most part, I don't think we were very known, and I, I, I felt really good about how we did on the road. Right. Nice. We made a lot of new fans, and well, we've been to Arkansas twice now, yeah. and I'd say we had a lot of the same people come out again to see us a second time, and, and then built on that crowd, so. Are people rapping their French part yet? Not yet. I think it's, I think it's <laughs> a little be too fast so for them, but. That would be, so, yeah. be so cool. That'd but be so it does cool. feel really good when you get you know people in the crowd screaming some of your lyrics. And we like the we like the crowd participation. And, you know, and being what what do you do involved. with that? Do you get them on stage? Or how do you? Some people jump on stage without yeah, us. Yeah, backwards that happens. That totally does happen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's still. I want to hear that story. Oh, yeah. God. Woo. That was just he was uh, having a little too much fun. And? And he don't hold back, man. We got time. He just tried to play my keyboard. And yeah, oh, shit. While we were on stage while in the we middle of the song. Yeah. Yeah. He just kind of pushed me out of the way. Oh, he got really excited. Yeah. Yeah. He was really excited. 5 a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m.? Yeah, that was our yeah. set. Who, you book a show at 5 a.m.? Well, or did you just put you on the It was originally supposed to be 3 a.m., but it, it was the last show of the festival, and, you know, lines got blurred there at the end, and a set before us that was supposed to be just a half hour yeah. set turned into like an hour and a half set. Why not? But it was Why awesome. So it was it packed. Was it was I so mean, much fun. We played for so the true fun. party animals who wanted to stay up till five. And we played to a packed packed audience. So it was, yeah. it was a great time. Great. Nice. Yeah. Any festivals yet? Utopia yeah. Fest is coming Yeah, Utopia up Fest. Uh, uh, Head for the Hills will Head probably Head be the there. Which one? Head for the Hills. It's in Kerrville, Texas. It's a great little festival. About a thousand people. Yeah. Some really great bands out there. Is though. it all like as far as the genre? It's all over. Pretty all over. Yeah, the place. Pretty very much. jam scene. You know, a lot of like kind of funk and jam kind of stuff. But there's really it's very eclectic. Yeah, Curville, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm Curville. I didn't know they had their own festival. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's Head a for great the hills. Head for the Head hills. For the hill. <laughs> Every March. Every March. Nice. Every March. Look for it. Cool, cool. Well, what can people find you? Trouble in the streets. Troubleinthestreets.com. Uh, yep. Facebook. Instagram, Instagram, yep, all the grams. <laughs> um, I love the titsmusic.net. Tits ah, you right. should go. Everybody, welcome tits. Yeah. <laughs> you two, you two show up and then she comes last. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, wait, what? Where's the tits, guys? Where's the tits? tits? We're tits. tits. That's who we are. Nitty We're in tits. the tits. Get used to it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right. It's dope. I like it. No, no. Yeah. We, I like we it. People yeah. chanting it sometimes. It really? Shows. Yeah. Tits, tits, tits. Tits, tits. Yeah. Why not? Sometimes tits yeah. if you're nasty. Hey, it works. It works. It works. <laughs> so trouble in the streets. Instagram, Twitter, yeah. Facebook, tissmusic.net. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much for having and us. And good luck tonight. Shout out to Henry. And, uh, yeah, we're going to keep this going. Thank you so much. Thank right, you. Tits, everybody. Thank you, thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Bobby. What's your name? Back, B-A-K, back. We're still live, by the way. Oh, man. Andy, thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. All right, next up, we're still here. Again, this is the Feedback Podcast. We're here live uh, at Empire Control Room for... The release of Musaic, Henry the Invisibles, we got Chicken George, we got Interrobang, we just talked to Trouble in the Streets. Later on, Henry will bless the stage. So let's bring on uh, his family. Beth, come on up. Come on up. We're going to talk to the family. Come on, Pops. Yes, yes, you. The inspiration. Come on up, Beth. Come on up. Yeah, both of y'all. Come on, sit down. Huh? Wherever you want. Yes. 
I'm excited. You must be 10 times more excited than I am. And I, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Congratulations. Seriously, I mean, uh, I know the men's been working hard, and it's uh, it's a blessing, and I'm really glad to be here. It's an honor to do this and do this podcast. But I got to say, so Henry's been on the show a couple of times already, so he told me a lot of stories already. And I want to go back to one specific one. How about you, Pops? Yes. So you're responsible for his love for music. You had that record collection. Right? Yeah. Playing Chicago. Oh. Right? Uh, and then, you so there. you were Marvin. taking Marvin Gaye, all of that. Yeah. Sliding Family Stone. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Uh, so, what, what, what's your musical background? Like, how did you, were you just collecting records? Were you playing, or what was it? All of my friends were always artists and musicians. All your friends? Everyone I ever hung out with throughout my middle school years, uh-huh. my high school years. They were either musicians, aspiring musicians, actors, painters, that kind of thing. And I never got around to playing an instrument. But <laughs> Really? No. You have no excuses now. No, I, uh, I owned a music store. And, oh, uh, well, that will help. <laughs> and, uh, I loved to play the drums all the time, but never played them professionally. Me and Henry used to sit down and play. Play. He's got a good beat. Yeah, I, I, I'd have a guitar at the house, and he would start twanging away. This was when he was about yeah, eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd start kind of hitting the beats behind him. You should talking to the mic. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, start hitting the beats behind him. Next thing you know, he was a lyricist. Because <laughs> the story he told me uh, on the show was the neighbor yes. came to you yes. and said, by the way, I hear, I'm hearing your son playing the guitar. You should get him one. That is true. And you walked down to the store and got him a guitar. That is true. We were living in Dallas. He was uh, eight years old, actually. And, Man, uh, see, I wasn't doing anything when I was eight. <laughs> I was watching cartoons and playing basketball outside. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, I should have picked up something. He, he, used to, he used to come home from school, get the guitar, and I didn't even know this yet, and he would open up his bedroom window and he'd be playing. Our neighbor who lived across the street from us was a guitarist. And uh, he came over one day and he said, hey, listen, uh, your boy comes home every day, he opens up that window over there, man, and I hear something over there, and I said, yeah. He goes, well, he's playing a guitar, and I tell you what, I think he has something. I was like, yeah? He goes, yeah. And we were always having fun with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But never really serious. And then he says, but what you need to do, he says, get him a real guitar. And I was like, oh, that's yep. my guitar. <laughs> Wait, so you were taking lessons? No, I bought a guitar. You just bought him a guitar? And then once yeah. you got the guitar, what came back home, then you started just yeah. playing with them? Yeah, or? and then I, I started just hitting beats, and Henry was trying to learn. So he told me, uh, go down to Arnold & Morgan over in Dallas. It was a music store. Uh-huh. He said, uh, there's an instructor there who could, you know, do something with him. Henry got in there, knocked out some books about like that, three of them in less than, my God, two months, I think. That guy said, I can't do any more. Take him over here. So we went to another guy. By that time, <laughs> Henry got an amp, an electric guitar. Well, how old was he? Eight and a half? He was about nine-ish already, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, that's, that's... <laughs> by the time he got into middle school, I mean. Man, sounds of a genius. Oh, he was Sounds of a fun. genius. So what about you? Like, how did, how did, how did first of all, how did y'all meet? Well, I actually was living in San Antonio, and he had just moved back from New York City. Uh-huh. And um, I actually got, I fell on my eye, 
and he picked me up and took me to your house. <laughs> wait, wait, you fell time. on your eye? I fell on my eye. Wait, wait, you were in a park? You were outside? What? Well, we, we met at a club. Okay. And we were skipping out. He was going to show me, give me a CD, I think it was. Uh -huh. this, this, this is the love story. No, he wasn't playing yet. I didn't okay. really know who, that he, you know, okay. all the musician, the musician he was at that time. But uh -huh. anyway, so fell on my eye and anyway, that's how we met. And then he took you home or? Back to his dad's well, house. He was living with me after he got back from New York City because I was living in San Antonio at this Okay. Time. And uh, so, yeah, I was asleep and these guys... I guess showed up. He was trying to patch up her eye or something. Yeah. Wow. This was like a decade ago. <laughs> Wait, so, so you're, so you didn't, he wasn't performing anything at the time, right? No. Well, actually, but he did have Star Child yeah. shortly after he moved back from New York okay. City. That was the band he had in New York. Mm -hmm. And then. Yeah, that night he wasn't playing. But that night he wasn't playing. But when you found out that he was like that talented, where you're like, holy crap, I, I, that's it? Was I that mean, was it a was, did it serenade you? Well, he's a magician of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> but more than just his musicianship, he's a great person. So. No, I mean Henry is uh, one of the most talented guys I know. So do you play now? No, but he. You don't wait. Hold on. He plays 27 instruments. He can't teach you one. <laughs> one. I, I the triangle. <laughs> He's, I don't know. He's tried to show me bass because I bought a bass, right? Yeah. All I can do is drums. That I can do. Even that, I mean, that's plenty. Huh? That's plenty. You guys play together oh. a little bit? At home, we'll, we'll mess around, stuff like that. But no, no, nothing really, you know. But are y'all part of the process? Because, I mean, it's people don't realize that it's just him that, that makes all, that creates all that music, right? That's true. And... Does he come to you and be like, yo, Pops, I got this new riff I just came up with. Let me know what you think. Beth, I, I, I just started doing this thing with the drums. How would you change it? Like, do you guys have, does he come to you for feedback at all? Oh, well, yeah, but I mean, by the time that process happens, uh -huh. I mean, it is just so, oh, yeah, it is just so refined already that, I mean, I fall in love with a song probably about five times before he finally says, now it's ready. And I'm like, it's ready. And he goes, no. No? I'm like, Perfectionist too? No. <laughs> it's ready. No. And then it will come out. And he'll go like, dang. You know? yep. And just around the house, he's always talking about, oh, how about this bass line and this, you know, making beats. And he's just always doing yeah. music all the time. No, I mean, <laughs> see, that, that was my next question because, so... Someone who loves music and lives music like he does, yeah. you know, there are people like that. They're like, they'd be in the middle of dinner, yeah. and all of a sudden they just space out because they just thought of a, a song or a melody or a, a, a song just came up. Or somebody's playing the music way in the background at a restaurant, and they go, oh, I just heard this, and I know this. So does that happen a lot? I know when we're on the road, at times, he'll hear something, he'll go like, well, that was interesting, and I'll, I'll remember it, and then it's nothing like it when it comes out to be the beginning of another song, and I'm always like, so that came from that? He goes, yeah, and I'm thinking, I didn't even hear that, you know what I mean? It's a whole different way of hearing things. No, I mean, that, do, do you got to have an ear for that kind of stuff, because yeah. just the intricacies of the music he, he makes yeah. and 
And I'm going to bring them on in a minute because I had a lot of questions about the new the new album. But you know, when you're when you're that deep, when you don't have to focus on one side of the music, you know, maybe one instrument or one oh you're on the production side or you're on the mixing side or you're singing i mean there's a lot of hats he wears like 50 hats oh, easily yeah easily and yeah easily. booking yeah booking uh, and and all the, co- all the behind all, the scenes yeah. all that stuff yeah so merchandising what, what what part do you guys play in uh in his music this yes my part now uh basically is driving merchandising yeah Setting up, loading, unloading, uh, taking care of things, for instance. Uh, in a night, I'll say, oh, yeah, go ahead and, you know, take care of this, uh, payouts or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's it. But, I mean, as far as music goes, he'll ask me maybe, what do you think about that? Or what do you think about that? But, yeah, not necessarily. Sometimes, I mean, it's a total surprise. And I'm, I'm amazed by it. I'm like, <laughs> damn, that's so good. <laughs> you know? What about you? Um, well, I mean... He's, we're always bouncing ideas off, you know, each other. Um, I kind of helped him a little bit with some website stuff and just yeah. different things. Like, really, we've been talking about even this night, just every day, just yeah. little yeah, things. Yeah, like this. Yeah, yeah like this. Um, nice. So, think, little things like that. What's your favorite song? Off this record? Of all of them. I mean, I, I, I've heard the record, too, but yeah. what's your, what, the, the song that, like, every time you hear it, you get a little... Oh. There's so many, man. Jesus. You got to have one. You got to have one, Pops. All right. Let me think about that for Strobe, a uh, Only Human. No. Uh, my, what is it? My Love my is love All is for you. you. Yeah, I like my that one. That's, that's oh, like, yeah, I love My Love is for You. But like, for instance, like, like, like when he asks the question and does the song, uh, this one song that he rarely does, uh-huh. it's called Where is the Love? I always get chills when he does that. Because he's asking the question. Yes. You know, and he's already done funk all night long. He's made him dance. He's made him sweat. He's made him do it. And now he goes into this thing where he's asking him, you know, if we can have this much fun, then where's the love for each other? And then he'll go out with a funk at the end. Yeah. So it's, yeah. I'm blown away by that kind of, you know, ability to do that with the audience. Well, I think that... um you know, one thing that we talked about a lot when he came on the show was that idea that you, the the kind of experience that you get from a live show is totally different from what you get from listening to uh, iTunes or listening on a CD, right? Yeah. And that's where I think he really excels is connecting with the audience. Yes, absolutely. You know, and getting them to sing along. And, and, and the thing is, you could see a band that just get, gets up there and then just sings, and you're like, I don't know, even know what they're saying. <laughs> and even the words are too complicated, or they go too fast. But Henry really, like, yes. breaks it down. Simple words with a lot of weight. Yes. Simple words with a lot of weight. And I think that's the kind of that's the kind of uh, lyrical content that, that funk is all about. Yeah. You know, it's simple. When you hear James Brown, oh. we have a song called, uh, you know, Payback, the big payback, and no, you're like, simple. Yeah, yeah. Drive that funky soul. Repeat that the entire exactly. record, exactly. And, and it works. I mean, but it's it holds a lot of weight, right? You know, and and it's that feeling that I think he really puts out there, and people Absolutely, resonate with. Man. I mean, yeah. What is your favorite joint? Um, well, on the new record, just because we've been listening. Go to ahead, go ahead, a lot, yeah. Um, 
it changes all the time, but right now I really like um, You Made It. Yeah. Because in, I think it just speaks to whatever time you are in your life, you know, there's choices and decisions that you have to make. And whatever you choose, you know, you, you chose. And, and you made it. Yeah. And so I just... I don't know. I love that. It's just speaking to me at this time in my life. Nice. But I mean, something something as light as the second song in the new CD, right? It's called Whoa. Yeah, heard that one. But man, I mean, come on. Yes, yes. I mean, we know what. <laughs> I know. We know what Whoa is, right? Uh, break it down for me. Oh yeah. I mean, it's when you meet that person, right? And Oh, yeah. yeah. It's when you meet that person that just blows you away. When 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 he picked her up from falling and he went, whoa, come that here, man. That was love. I'm going to help you out. Yeah, yeah, and we've all had a whoa in our life. That is true. You know? That is true. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even get to meet him, but we go, whoa. You know? <laughs> I love that. So just, awesome. I love that. How many whoa moments do you have a day? <laughs> well, no, yeah, okay. But, uh, <laughs> So many people show up. That's awesome. Are we gonna bring them up, Henry? Come on up. And I just want to say, this man right here, I think he's the glue. Yes. Uh, Pops, man. There's no Henry without Pops. (laughs) Thank you so much. Come on up. He's the back man. The man of the night. You can come on with them if you want. Thank you. Thank you. You you guys can be on together if you want. This is the man right here. How you doing? This is the man, Henry. Congratulations, oh, man. Thank you very much, man. All the best. Good to see you again, man. Thank you. As always. You know. Thank you, thank you. You're a returning champ at this point. It's your third time on the show anyway. So you're like, Henry, yes, Henry's back. I'm back. With more music, with more funk. That's right. More funk than ever. That's right. So what was it, you know, that, well, when did you realize, all right, I got to put out a full-length album well, yes. I mean, it's been like almost six years since I put anything. Since, yeah. It was definitely time to, to put something out. And, um, you know, I'd done a bunch of EP stuff. I, I put out some singles in the time yeah. period. But I realized it, it really needed to come down to like a full-length record. And, um, I mean, there were a lot of songs I recorded for this record that didn't make it. I really? would say about 30. Are you serious? I recorded about, God, I recorded about 40 That must songs. have been the toughest choice. Just to figure out which one to put on the on well, the record. Sort of yes and no, like, but but I, I wanted everything to come together, like you know, conglomerate like and yeah, mosaic, you know. So um, I pieced it together, and I was pretty happy with these choices. But the new album, the next album, won't be far behind. So that's. I mean, you got enough for uh, two or three albums. Yeah, easy. Easy, and and that's a great place to be. No, it is. And so, how long did it take you? Well, to be quite honest, I mean, I've been working the last two years uh-huh. solid. Um, and by that, I mean, like, you know, I come home and I record and sit in the studio pretty much all night. I stay all night. I go to bed when my girlfriend's going to work. I mean, you know, six in the morning, I'm going yeah. to bed. And um, so I put a lot of midnight oil in there. And um, But, you know, I, I've been honing my skills a little bit more on the machine. And yes, that's what I'm going to ask. Like yes. That. So, um, it's just been a great process, man, and um, so it's. I, I would say probably in the last two years, did the meat and potatoes of this record come together? But I, but I was the objective was all right. Two years from now, I'm gonna put out an album, and it's gonna be all new stuff. You know, new songs, new content, different yeah. different sides of Henry. Yeah. 
Because before that, like we, I was on the road a lot. Uh huh. So after the EP was released, I, I went on the road immediately, and then after that, I just basically started. Um, I put myself through some engineering courses online and stuff. Oh. Um, so that I could really mix my record and the way I wanted it. Um, the only thing I didn't do on this record was master it. Master it? Yeah, master it, which means that final level of EQs to make everything balanced for radio and television. Uh-huh. I didn't do that step. Um, however, I did wind up firing my master guy. And <laughs> <laughs> and then, Shout out to him. Uh, hey, sorry, man. Sorry, that's that's man. not right. And then... Uh, talking to Mike. I, wa- I wound up doing a, a few more tweaks on it. But, um, but anyways, my point being is that Two years ago, I decided I wanted to do it all myself, uh-huh. and that's been the biggest challenge. So, so w- did you? W- one thing, uh, I mean, I listened to the album. Yeah, it's dope as hell. Yeah, as always, I won't expect any less from you. Thank you. Um, but it's very diverse. Thank you. Very diverse. Yeah. Because I mean, I didn't know you rap, and I hear inspired. And I'm like, that's Henry rapping right there. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm not like a. Like heavy rapper, but you know. No, but I, like I mean, it, it, it comes like out naturally. It really yeah. does. It really, it, on, on that record, it really does. And so, between that, and then you can go from the total funk song like uh, "Power Feeling Good." Yeah. Uh, you know, to something slower like I forgot the name. Um, ah, it's gonna come back to me. Yeah, there's a lot long way home. Oh yeah. Long way home. When I heard oh. that one. I can't wait to play that. Oh please. Ah! <laughs> and, I, and 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 so. What kind of what kind of personal upgrades I would say like soul searching did you have to do to come up with that range of sounds and I, I and mean, voice like, even like the record is like the record is called Mosaic I really feel like it's it, it's a it's I've had these fragments of poetry and songs in my head for a while uh-huh. and I really wanted to put them all together for this mosaic of music on this record and you know for me the soul searching thing man it's constant man like I I'm kind of a you know it's, it's weird to say it by yourself but I'm kind of a really he- like heavy person like I like to laugh and I like to joke around and stuff but uh, I'm usually thinking some heavy <laughs> I mean the world is crazy right the world yeah. is it's crazy right now and like I have so much respect for everybody and so much respect for artists and so much respect for music and Uh, so I wanted to put something out that wasn't light um, or as lighthearted as just party tracks, even though there are a few on the record. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I think um, all the musicality, um, all the uh, poetry, all the all the everything just came together for this record, you know. So Did, did you go back and study other artists or oh, anything? Absolutely. Like who? I mean, every day. I mean, every day. There isn't a day that I don't get on YouTube and just... <laughs> Really, and and I mean, it could be Dilla, it could be BB King, it could be Tito Puente, it could be, um, you know, it could be Sly, it could be James. I love James Brown. So, yes, yes. You know, every day I gotta watch a little bit. I've always said, if I'm ever in a coma, and I'm gonna say this right now, in case you know, if I'm ever in a coma, you just play James Brown, anything live from '72, I'll be there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wake up! Oh, wake up! Uh, so. Um What was like learning all the engineering part, you know, the mixing? Yeah. You know, was, did you say you took online course? I did. I well, I took some from Berkeley and I took some from a couple of other online courses that 
I thought that the professor was pretty hip, so. Uh -huh. Was it was it a pretty steep curve, learning curve for you, or was it just? Um, yeah, well, yeah, because you know how it is. It's like all the technicalities, like all the definitions, uh -huh. like the EQs, that kind of stuff took me a little bit to really, but it really is common sense, though. That's like the human voice, you know, after a certain point loses bass, and right. you turn that down, so you don't have all this, like, useless information and uh -huh. you know it was stuff like that 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 i really learned and really try to get out to and there's the interior bang boys but yeah um so um but as far as engineering goes you know it was a lot of practice and so i would tweak something out put it in the studio listen to it in my car because that's that's where i listen to mo a lot of my music uh, same here you know <laughs> yeah if it's not cool in my car then it's not probably cool for me if you can if you don't if you hesitate to roll the windows down <laughs> and share it with the rest of the world. So, Chances are, he's so, like, or yeah. you're selfish. You want to keep it to yourself. Yeah, but engineering was a thing. Of course, practicing every day. I try. Any new instrument you you brought on, or is it pretty? What's that? Any new instrument that you brought on? Oh, not yet. But I am going to bring the alto uh, coming this uh, next fall. Oh. So alto was actually the first instrument I ever played. The sax. Sax. Yes. And I don't have it up here, but I know how to play it very well. I just need to practice. <laughs> You know. Add another instrument to your the 27 you already play. <laughs> Man. So, you know, one thing I really, I, I really, really enjoy about your music, especially with this new record, is that it's, it's picking up on these little intricacies. You know, because I think when you listen to it, you're like, oh, this is one guy singing or rapping in some cases, and there's a whole orchestra behind him. And and you're and then you realize no, it's this it's this one guy doing everything, and and I think on this on this record you played more with the voice yes. that you have before. Yeah, I'm being more comfortable with my voice. I think I'm really actually, and I think I found myself a lot on this record, but I, I feel like I'm really finding myself still, and I think vocally is one of those things that like. Is is well, not everybody. I mean, Michael Jackson. Well, sure. You know what I mean. <laughs> if you come naturally to you, yeah, I mean, yeah. natural. I mean, wow, amazing. I, I'm not a Michael Jackson, but like, I, I certainly, uh, you know, have always strived to keep being better. Uh -huh. And I feel like in this record, I've made some strides to like really find my voice a little bit more. And uh, I mean, it's just practice, man. It's just like feeling good. But I get a lot of the inspiration from the audience. Yeah. You know, if, if they tell me it's sounding good, then I know it is. So. I just yeah, I mean, you know, one thing we, we, we brought on um, earlier on the show and is that the, the connection with the audience is, is key to everything yeah. you're doing. Absolutely. You know, getting people to sing along, you know, connecting with them, yeah. asking them simple questions. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really think that's where it's at. And, and, yeah. and it goes beyond the record. It does. And I think, like, I can't wait to do a live record of this record. Like, oh, yes, yes. After about three or four months of playing this and feeling really comfortable with playing this live, because uh -huh. tonight is actually the first time I've played some of these songs live ever. I've been holding a lot of this material back. Wait, they didn't come from some live stuff that you've done maybe? Just like riffing maybe? Like, okay, this, not this uh, let, let me remember this. Some of my stuff in the past, but not a lot of this stuff. This stuff was written in the studio. A lot of it was. I mean, Future's on there, so that's an old cover. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, I kind of tweaked it out and stuff. But um, so I'm learning again, like, the material. And I can't wait 
for three months into this to put out a live record of this. Uh -huh. I think this is going to be really dope. Because tonight, even, I've already stretched from the record. Like, I have... Like I opened up one song where it's a bass solo to get into it. I opened up another song where uh, there's more of a piano solo in there. You know what I mean? It's already stretching, and it's like the first time. So yeah. it's really cool. Did, did you have, what was the the method to, um, I'm always curious about the order of the tracks on the album. Yeah, so. 12 tracks, which is a good a good amount. So for this one, you know, somewhat methodical like i had kind of an idea of this orchestra opening up and yeah. sounding this and then i wanted to go immediately breakbeat sounding where a break dancer could get down which by the way we have break dancers tonight awesome yeah it's gonna be dope <laughs> and, and then and then i wanted you know kind of send it old school and then send it to where i'm at now to really encompass that whole like this is who i am or where i came from yeah this is the kind of music i love here we go and um so yeah, I mean, in this case, like, I had a lot of lyrics written down that needed to find a home. Oh, okay. And I've always said, you know, lyrics are just poetry. Yeah. Until you put them to music and then they become a song. And when those songs are born, you know it. You just, you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's the feeling we get. That's exactly right. That's that's right. And so but, that's what that's what I tried to do for the whole record, so. So we're, um, I guess, really, it's really about, you know, recreating that kind of ooh moment. I just asking Beth right. and Pops, like, what were the yeah. songs that they, they like that made, that gave them chills? Oh, I'm curious to know. Oh, yeah, would, would you just, what, what did Pops say? Which one? Um, I think he likes So Alive. Huh? I think he likes So Alive. No, he, like, he likes Whoa. Oh, he yeah. loves Whoa. Whoa. And there was another one on the record. I just, I forgot, I blanked out. But for me... The power feeling good is that's a the, funk jam. I mean, yeah, because yeah, you know, I mean that's that, that that's how to me, and I'll say it. I've said it already five times on this on this yeah. broadcast. The funkiest guy I know. Oh. You're the funkiest guy I know, and and well, to you're me, one of the coolest cats I know. Oh, so. thank you, thank you. I'm blushing. Look, everybody, <laughs> thank you. But just there's not because I, I don't think that there's enough of it, you know, and. For, for someone to step in and be like, hey, let me make you feel the way I feel when I hear funk music That's and be able to connect that, you know, with other people and get them that, ooh, shit. That is the goal, man. You know, I think a lot of artists that are out today, it's very, um, I love a lot of music, by the way. I'm not, I'm not one of those cats that doesn't like today's yeah. music. But I think a lot of artists today are very kind of like, selfish in a way because it's all about them it's all about their yeah. thing and it's all about me me and you know and i'm more about you you like i'm more about or us yes you know i'm more about like it's all of us and like i think that's the power of 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 the feel good i mean i think that's what it is you know so i and that's the only way we're gonna make you know this world a better place is is to share those kind of vibrations i mean come on we're living in a sharing economy people we share cars, we share yeah. homes, we share everything, we yeah. share music. Yeah. So, yeah. but the live experience is still where it's at. Well, it's interesting. Like, you know, I lived in New York for many years, and a lot of times people sit in the subway train and, uh -huh. and just kind of all look down, and everybody's looking. But we're in this really tight space, you know, and you think about it. I think um, I think Curtis Mayfield said it best on that song, uh, Stare and Stare, mm. you know, and, and it's basically, you know, we, 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 we become blank. 
to each other. And what I'm trying to do is get everybody in this excited synergy at a show, and hopefully they can take it out to the streets with them and go, you know what, man, I mean, seriously, I mean, that was amazing. And that's why I love music festivals. That's why I love really powerful music. And, you know, some of my favorite artists have been Bob Marley who did that. Yes. You know what I mean? Or, uh, or um, I would say definitely Curtis Mayfield brought a lot to his music. And um, Marvin Gaye, for example, I mean, how do you I mean? how do you connect with the crowd? The best example I have, have you seen that video of Freddie Mercury? Oh yeah. At uh, was which, it Wim Wimberley? I think it was at Wimberley when he started going la, 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 and the whole crowd, thousands, I mean, yeah. the whole stadium yeah. started going off, yeah. and I'm like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I love you too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, you can watch things over and over again. Yeah. You're like, who do you know that can recreate this kind of feeling? Right. And, I mean, and you're, but come on, <laughs> I try. Come on, no, you don't I try. You do. Come on but now. You're being humble now. No, no, but the crowd responded. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the best part. Yeah. And he did. He went up and down, and I mean, it's it's all about that connection. I mean, you know, you know, primarily we are very simple. We love to. Be happy, most of us do, anyways, and we love to share the, you know, hey, hey, and you know, we all love to be, you know, it's it's a simple life, man. It's a simple thing. Yeah. I mean, we that, could just we could all just get along. Man. That, <laughs> that would be great. And that, I'm trying you to get music to help that out. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank You're you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any anything? Um, so, albums out. It's on okay. iTunes. Okay. It's on Spotify also. Yep. Where 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 is it not? <laughs> it's it's everywhere. It's Rhapsody. It's uh, it's download companies I've never heard on the other side of the wow. world. Yeah, it came out actually today. So congratulations. Thank you very Is much. Is there a tour coming up? Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna do a Texas tour first. Like the next couple of weeks, we're playing in a different city every weekend. Yeah. We're doing like Dallas and Houston. Uh, we're doing uh, uh, San Marcos, Fort Worth, and then we're gonna move that out. And we're doing Fayetteville and all this other good stuff. Thank you, buddy. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, we don't plan on stopping like don't. anytime soon. Please don't. You got 30 other songs you need to put out. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for that, man. Yeah. Thank I you. just want to say um, thank you to all my fans out there. Uh, thank you, seriously. If it weren't for you, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. And it's all for you. And I really do appreciate all the help and support and all the love. And, and I thank people like Back, who's out here doing this stuff in the music community in Austin. I mean, you, you're doing it, man. I mean, you know, I love this podcast. Thank and you. You're doing great things, you know, networking everybody together. So I'm just proud to be a part of this, this community in Austin. And yeah. Thank you for sharing your story as always. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate it. The feedback podcast. Make sure you go cop the album. It's Please. iTunes, yeah. Spotify. It's all over the place. Just type yeah. in Musaic, M-U-S-A-I-C. That's right. Go check it out. Just dropped today. Thank you so much. Feedback podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Uh, feedback is on Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Follow Henry Invisibles everywhere. Everywhere he goes. Except for the grocery store. Yeah, please don't be creepy like that. Don't yeah. don't be creepy like that. <laughs> If you actually if you come if you come up to him at a H E B line at the checkout okay, and you yeah, sing right, and right. you sing some of his songs, uh, yeah, yeah, you'll you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Love you, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Peace out, y'all. Ciao, ciao. Till next time.